0: Daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, Doncho Demkoff. You are the founder and chief executive B at BizB Solutions, and you're found on the web uh, at BizB Solutions. That's two Z's. So B
1: I Z Z B B E E Solutions.com. Doncho, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Josh. I'm so pleased to be part of your show. I mean, I, I was excited when you say Chief Executive B because we're proud of being B's, hardworking yeah. bees.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And you are based, we were just kind of um, looking at maps and stuff. So you are in Macedonia, which, uh, again, uh, do do a quick Google search. Um, so just north of Greece uh, and, and beautiful, beautiful uh, mountains, beautiful, beautiful part of the world.
1: Yeah, we're actually a population of 2 million people. So it's not a big country. So we kind of get confused that is it in Africa? Is it in Asia somewhere? Yeah. So I kind of get used to it. Yeah. So tell me about Bisbee Solutions. Well, where to start? It's a long story. I mean, Bisbee Solutions is a consulting company that works in uh helping b2b service providers in growing I mean I saw your podcast is also focused on growing so I was so excited to actually be part of this show and yeah. show you our angle on how we actually help the b2b world
0: well I think that there are a lot of things out there that that don't work very well and sadly <laughs> I see a lot of um you know I see a lot of business owners kind of throwing a lot of money. at at, at bad ideas. Um, They sound good uh, from the mouth of the guru, uh, but in reality, it's just not what works well today. It may have worked at at one point. Uh, So what have you learned uh, works very, very well when it comes to improving B2B sales?
1: Sure. Josh, we are preaching the, the, the one story. I mean, uh, when it comes to B2B, uh, the ads are not really working that good As it, when yeah. it comes to B2C, when you're talking to consumers. I mean, in a B2B, you cannot really just put a Facebook ad with some flashy LAD by here, yeah. and then you just go with a $5 compulsive, impulsive bank. You just swipe your card, no. and it works in B2C. But when it comes to B2B, it's like a different sphere of your brain. I mean, in B2B, there are always more money involved. So it's high tickets and more expensive services or products. Yeah. On the other hand, there are always multiple people involved. It's not like I can just decide on the spot. I need to check my wife, if it's a small company, or I need yeah. to check my boss. There is a board of people that they need to decide. And usually the sales cycle is never like, okay, let's just jump on the spot and seal the deal. Yeah. It's more like, let me think, let me budget it so... It is a time consuming and it's really unfair to try to treat B2B same as B2C. Yeah. And what I've realized that in the B2B world, the relationship is king. You cannot just do the the old school, I don't know, 1990s when you just start spamming people. It's like, hi, yeah. would you like to buy? No. Okay. Hi, would you like to buy? No. Okay. And just go one by one by one, uh-huh. just burning bridges. Yeah. We've realized that building a relationship with people is, is key. And it's been like that. It's not something new that we invented. I mean, we just try to mimic it into the digital world. Yeah. And, you know, relationships,
0: you you really can't rush. I mean, really, you know, it's just like any relationship in life. You have, you have a romantic relationship. You know, you can't, <laughs> as much as marketers wish they could snap their fingers and instantly have people fall in love with them, it's not how it works. It, it doesn't work in romantic relationships either you know, unless you have some superpowers or something, you can't snap your fingers and make someone fall in love with you. That's not how it works. You need to spend time together. Um, And so I I know that uh, some marketers um, love the concept of fully automating everything and using AI and bots and, and all this stuff. Where do you see that being a challenge or where do you see that having a place?
1: Well, funny that you mentioned relationship because we have an internal joke here in BSB and we're saying, okay, if you go in a bar and if you approach a girl, would you just say, would you marry me? Right. Or you're just going to start some chit-chatting, starting building some conversation and trust and then deepen the, the relationship. So when it comes to the automation, there is some degree that could help you speed up the process, especially when we're working with consultants, which are like one or two or two or three people. And they're not like corporations. They don't have 50 SDR people in their team that they can do manual outreach and everything. But as a small consultancy company, they need to figure out how to automate parts. But those parts should be only as we have a funnel at the top where you can just start engaging with people and just uh, putting some conversation starters on top. Once people start engaging and responding, it has to be a manual nurturing and relationship building. Because I don't know. I mean, we're in this business for quite a while and there was no automation quite a few years ago, and now there is an automation. There are bots, but bots are still like five years away from really mimicking people. Mm. It's still really obvious, you know, when a bot starts saying you, uh, Hi, Josh, I'm so excited with this and this. And you're like, okay, don't joke with me. I mean, I see it's a bot and we've realized (laughs) that because it's, it's obvious, but part of the outreach can be automated just at the beginning. But once people start engaging, you really need to start Taking it on one-on-one basis and start building the the long-lasting relationship, which is a bit hard, but it is the only way in the B two B world.
0: Yeah, you know, I think when we try to fool people with with too much automation, like like you mentioned, like you you recognize it, I recognize it, the person is listening to us right now, you recognize it, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're you're not fooling anybody so uh you may as well not even bother so um but let's talk about like that initial like discovery awareness like that that initial like what do you see working well if you know maybe advertising doesn't work exceptionally well right you know in terms of like um you know i, I again i see in the b2b world uh, advertising is is maybe okay for oh well, yeah I think I saw that name somewhere but it's no one's gonna really move or take action on that so what do you see uh working
1: well I mean when we are talking into b2b world I uh, There are the inbound and the outbound world. I mean, inbound is trying to attract people towards you. And there are a lot of ways, organic, as you said, podcast is here and there is content creation and SEOs. There are paid ads. And usually people don't really use paid ads to go over to the straight high ticket sell. But it's more like here is an ebook or lead magnet or something that you can download and then start selling you in the back with some email sequence. However, when it comes with the outbound approach, we are saying it, while waiting for the phone to ring, you actually need to go proactively start looking for, for people. And it's weird. I mean, I don't know why digital marketing people said, well, we're doing it physically like this. But when it comes to digitally, let's mass spam everybody and just start uh, pitching to everybody that you can see. And honestly, we realized that that is not the right way to go. So we use very small level of automation, but that is just to put some conversation starters. I mean, I don't believe that you should pitch on internet. I mean, even before the ages, it was called email marketing because it's supposed to be marketing activity. It's not called email sales. So you should start sending email pitches and proposals and, you know, 10 PDFs in a single email, which is really weird, but people still do it. I don't know why. So, how we see it on things is as a marketing with LinkedIn or email. Your only job is to pick curiosity, get them interested, start the conversation, build a report if there is a need. Because I've seen so many times, it's like, "Hi, we sell this," but maybe they don't have a need of that kind of service or a solution. So, once you build the report and see that there is a need, you still don't sell. You actually think, "Well, interestingly, I think we can help you. Let's jump on a call. Let's." Talk one on one where I can actually better understand your needs, and if I feel confident that we can help you, then you should actually move it to sales. Yeah. But you know what? 21st century people are lazy. They don't want to do all those steps. Mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> okay, sent invitations. Someone accepts your LinkedIn. Hi, my name is Dan. So I sell LinkedIn outreach. Would you like to no. buy? And then, have you seen my email? Have you seen it? Have you seen it with a lot of reminders? Mm. And. I don't know. People started, you know, when someone now invites me on LinkedIn, your guard is like this. Okay, oh, he's yeah, selling me something. He he's gonna offer me something. Right. It's funny. People do that a lot. It's yeah, a I know. Of- yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so that doesn't work. So, um, take me through maybe um, what what a, a very authentic and effective LinkedIn strategy might be.
1: Okay, let me put it into a few steps. Very simple yeah. one. Uh first, uh, first we off, think- we
0: should say uh LinkedIn is amazing if you know what you're doing. If you just if you engage with people in a way that people like to be engaged with, uh LinkedIn is amazing. It, it's you know, we we obviously it's a big tool that that we use and
1: it, it has made uh, it has made our dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you're stealing words from my mouth. I mean, when it comes to B2B, LinkedIn is the only platform that is really working really good. Yeah. I mean, you can do some scraping a database or something, but uh, positions become obsolete within three to six months. Emails are no longer the same. Uh, why? Because, you know, people switch job, they get promoted, they come to another company. While on LinkedIn... People are updating the database on their own. You switch to a new company, you go on LinkedIn, you brag about, you have a new job. Mm -hmm. So it is a database in real time updated, which is fantastic for us. So the first thing that we're usually saying is like, okay, even LinkedIn is a that big platform, you need the laser focus. This is what every consultant say. I don't know why nobody listens to it, but it is the truth. If you have a laser focused target, you know who you're talking to. You can make hold a conversation and messaging tailored to that need rather than, yeah, we're a software development companies. We can do a WordPress. We can do PHP and be a generalist rather than, Going toward the medical sector, saying we are software development specializing in medical health and healthcare. And we've already have a portfolio or case study of few medical softwares, which is very specific and very tailored. So Mm -hmm. usually our biggest problem with clients, especially with the generalists is like, but I can serve everybody. Why should I just focus on one? Uh, Right, right. I know the feeling, but we've been there, we've been generalists, and I've realized that the specialist is actually the way forward. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, so many, look, I I think you're
0: so much, you're perceived to be so much more valuable if you're a specialist. And I think the fear is, well, I don't want to lose that business uh, if I say, well, I'm sorry, I really don't serve, you know, uh, enterprise-level companies Um, and then you're just kind of waiting around for that enterprise level company to just call you up, uh, because you didn't say you didn't serve them. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, um, they were never going to work with you. I mean, when, when I, yeah, when, let's say, let's say, for example, like I, I want to go to a, um, you know, a physical therapist or something, you know, I want to make sure that I know that they know me, (laughs) like they say, Josh, I've seen a thousand people with the same condition, just like you. And I can solve, you know, 95% of them. I can
1: fix their problem. I'm like, okay, done deal. You can take my money. (laughs) Yeah, we call that the social proof. If you have a social proof, a testimonial or case study with the exact same company industry, you have a jackpot. And we have the example just similar to you. It's like who gets a bigger salary? Is it the general doctor or is it the heart surgeon or brain surgeon? Uh, In volume, the general doctor do a lot in quantity, but when it comes to quality the heart transplant surgeon does one surgery a week and still he gets a much bigger salary yeah
0: um what about uh for email outreach like how do you um i don't know what what's a good strategy if i say well um I, you know in this case i don't really want to i don't know that my people are really on linkedin or i i would argue against that but you know i i guess if someone wanted to implement a little bit of email outreach um to mm-hmm. their like, where do you start? Like, how do you, you know, is there software that you particularly like for um, helping to build databases? Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the outreach, what do you see as best practices?
1: Yeah. When, when it comes to LinkedIn, it's easy because you have the sales navigator of LinkedIn where you yeah. have some advanced filtering. Can you say, I want the chief executive officer in a, a healthcare in the States and you you can do that. When it comes to the email, You can do that, but you still need to find their emails. And it is a labor-intensive process. And honestly, I've tried like 20 different softwares. I didn't like none of them. Either the artificial technology is not there yet because you know what? It's not just like, give me 1,000, no, 1 million emails. And if I last to 0.00001 success rate, I'll get a client. It doesn't work like that. Google will prevent you from understanding policy. So, again, we are trying to start the relationship relationship world. I mean, even with email, it's rather better to, to find 100 but highly qualified leads in terms of, okay, I, I don't know why I started with medical industry, but it's a good example. But I want to target software that are in the medical. I want to go on angel.co or Crunchbase and see if they already have received some funding. And if they've done, done then I want to find their CTO and then pitch them uh, something about us. And in this Case it it cannot be automated because it's not just on LinkedIn scrape the database and do some I don't know tool that will find the email but it's more like deepen understanding of who you want to approach and then I don't know pick one by one so when you're gonna start the the email outreach you're not talking in thousands you're not even talking in hundreds you're talking in dozens where you're saying look yes. I know your pain. I know your problem and I think that we should connect. But still, we are saying it, it's an email marketing. It's not email sales because email sales is, hi, my name is Dancha. I want to offer you this, this, and this. This is our value proposition. Uh, below is a PDF with our quote and everything. Email marketing is just like, uh, Josh, I've seen you. I saw a lot of your podcast. I think that we can help you. I uh, mm. uh, if you're interested, let's jump on a call. Let's see if we're a good fit first. There is no point in just uh, pitching to people that you, you haven't qualified them yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's spending more time. You know, the same thing I- I- in media as well. Um, you know, there's these platforms that, oh, we're going to blast out your pitch to, you know, 10,000 journalists. Do you think yeah. that any of those journalists, if if that's the platform. Do you, do you think any of them are going to engage with that? They're not, they're way too busy for that. And, um, it doesn't work. Uh, and, 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 and so just to your point, like, you know, with media, uh, it's the same thing. It's, you want to cultivate a relationship with, you know, 20, uh, you know, accessible, fairly accessible media in, in your industry or in your region or whatever, get to know them, follow them, engage with them, And uh and then just follow the natural flow of the relationship and where that goes. And and that may very well be if you, you know, if you have something that's truly of interest to them, um, it's going to be an inevitable next step. It's like if you show up and you keep on dating and you know, you're you're just you're a gentleman. I mean, you're or you're you know, you're being you're just you're courting well. It's inevitably it's going to lead to you know, the next stage in the relationship. If it feels, you know, if it's,
1: if it's mutually, yes, (laughs) people are feeling it. Yeah. But just, I I think I read it somewhere on your website and I completely agree with you on building the authority. Uh, Oh yeah. uh, The same logic where we're saying we want our clients to become the go-to guy. You have a go-to guy for LinkedIn. You have a go-to guy for a website. You have a go-to guy for different things. And if you become that go-to guy, maybe. At the moment, there is not a need for your service from that particular prospect. But even after three or six months, if he has a need for a podcast or anything around building need of your services, he's like, I know a guy. It, yes. I made it from LinkedIn or email or an event, but I want to be that go-to guy when it comes to email and LinkedIn outreach. And yeah. we want to share that vision with our client, that it's not like numbers, how many invitations, how many acceptance rates, how many conversions. We want to actually make them the go-to guy. And uh, I saw it on your website where you were talking about building an authority. And that is not yeah. really part of the outreach, but it is crucial for a B2B success.
0: Well, and and so I think why authority matters is this is just how people, you know, we're we're we live in a here's another dating metaphor, Josh. <laughs> we live in a swipe left, swipe right world, and so if someone reaches out to me, they better start making sense really quick because I'm I'm only going to give them a few seconds of my time, and yeah, then are. I'm going to see either what I see checks the boxes, or, you know, I get red flags. And, you know, if I, if I click and I look at someone's website and it looks like amateur hour, it's, it's a no-go. If I look at their LinkedIn, who's this person message me, Messaging me, inevitably I'm like, okay, well, this is an otherwise um, fine outreach or whatever. I click and look at their profile. And if their LinkedIn profile, again, it's, it's just it amateur. It's, it's, it's a non-starter. And, and the thing is, and the frustrating thing is for businesses is people won't tell you why they didn't engage. Why did they bounce off your site? They just do. So um, if you, if you have that authority, then it's kind of like knowing, let's see when someone discovers me, what are they probably going to do? They're going to do a little bit of due diligence and so we just want to head them off at the pass. <laughs> and so, okay, if you're going to Google, uh, you know, if you're going to Google Josh Elledge, uh I'm going to pay attention to what you know that they're going to see, and I'm going to be yeah. mindful of it. So, uh,
1: let me give you a 30 second rundown because we're actually covering bits and pieces. Yeah. So, what we're trying to understand is who is the niche that they want to approach. Yeah. After that, we are actually polishing their LinkedIn profile in order to when you click, okay, who is this Josh? Sounds credible increase the acceptance rate. Then we have a copywriter that actually creates a three or four messages, which is automated sequence, Mm -hmm. nothing pitchy, nothing selling, nothing mentioning about the product or solution It's just conversation starters. This is what we call them because on a conversation starters, once people start responding, so we do the automation where we are sending that one or two or three uh, conversation starters. Once the people start responding, we have a team that actually manually starts the conversation. We don't want to make assumption and like, well, since you are in the States in this age, you probably have this kind of problem that can work at a very high level. But if you're chit-chatting with someone, it's very weird to assume that you're married or you're single, or, or you have this kind of problem in your business, or you have that kind of problem. So it has to have the manual conversation and nurturing at the end.
0: Yeah. At the same time though, I think you got to be very thoughtful about, because, you know, there are people that have DM'd me and I'm like, I kind of don't have time could like, it's, I think you really have to be thoughtful about what your communication is. And again, as personalized as possible, as, as valuable as possible. Like it, it should, I feel like any communication, like it it should be, here's, here's why I'm taking the time to message you. Like you you gotta, you can't come across as phony fake and like, how are you this fine day? I'm like, (laughs) um, I, I yeah, I'm probably I'm probably not gonna
1: engage yeah, there. How is your business, or what are your goals for 2021? And I'm like, I just yeah, get, get out of here. Asking me for what are my goals? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So here. um, so and and with, so the answer to that though, and I I know we only have a couple minutes left here. Um, that's one where. You really just have to go through what. Well, what do I say when I reach out? And I think it's it's really an exercise to look at and ask yourself, what would you respond to in particularly? You know, and you may be like your client that you're reaching out to, or your potential client, or whatever. But um, you know, imagine yourself in that circumstance. And and again, I think that it's just going to require some imagination. You know, for us, you know, we always lead with. Um, you know it looks like you, you might be a fit for a podcast that that we know of or you know the, um, happy to make an e intro. Let me know if you're uh, interested because I know that they're looking for uh, to interview founders. Um, that usually works pretty well like some variation of that and again, it's the the ask is um, something that uh, the other person well, that's valuable. like I'm interested in that. I don't want a white paper generally. Um, I don't want, you know, PDFs, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here, click on this strange link. Uh, no, no, thanks. Um, Doncho. Um, so someone uh, going to your website, um, I see that you, that you do have like a free uh, ebook, uh, the outbound uh, growth formula. Um, and um, was that right there? I was, I got it on your website. Yeah. Yeah. It's re-engineering LinkedIn
1: lead generation. Um, is that what you'd recommend people grab? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Josh, I mean, we are giving our knowledge for free. It's not something that we try to hide what kind of tools we're using or or how we actually do it. So if you go at the first ebook, which is Shortcut to Grow, is our main ebook. And then it's divided, okay, how to build a database, how to create messages, how to do the LinkedIn, and then how to do the email. And finally, once people start responding, how to do the nurture. And many times on the calls I have, it's like, it's free knowledge. I cannot hide knowledge. It's not like it's not out there. It's just the experience on how you can utilize that. So I would really invite everybody that is even interested in uh, thinking about LinkedIn or email outreach on our Bees Bee Academy. I mean, we are the proud, hardworking bees. Uh, We have some eBooks that people can learn more about it with very specific examples and case studies on how they can actually do it on their own. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Doncho Dimkoff, uh, the website bizbsolutions.com. That's biz with B-I-Z-Z, B-Solutions. Dancho, this, long there long it long. is, yes. Doncho, thank you so much for joining us. This is great.
1: Yeah, Josh, thank you very much for having you. It was really pleasure pleasure being here on this podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program,